Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks to all of our guests so far today. Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. We had Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider. Also, Gary Dieter and Anthony Sherman. And now we have Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. Jesse, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How's it going? It's going pretty well. This week is flying by as opposed to last week. We're already on Thursday, and uh, we saw you out at Arrowhead Stadium yesterday for uh, the locker room opportunity where a few players were in there. Not a whole lot. Some, <laughs> well, some, welcome to the beat, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, a, a lengthy list of players that are made available to the uh, to the podium. And so those those players are off limits. So I thought it was pretty good to hear from uh, Shamari Connor. Uh, it was, I mean, a good week to talk to him considering he played almost every snap in the game last week. Uh, and then also uh, we had a chance to talk to Noah Gray, and we played uh, Juwan Taylor a little bit earlier. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, let's start with Jamari Connor. Uh, the Chiefs liked him enough to move up in the fourth round and draft him. We've seen the the trail of success that they've had drafting and developing defensive backs in all rounds. Um, he stepped in and played uh, every step at one after Mike Edwards went out with a concussion. Uh, what did you think? of his performance, except for the uh, lack of falling on the fumble that could have iced the game there. What did you think of his performance, uh, considering the fact that he might have to play that much again this week? Yeah, amazing. I mean, (laughs) this is like the sort of depth that you don't want to get to if you're any team. I mean, the Chiefs signed Mike Edwards as a third safety. Like, oh, maybe they can bring him in for these three safety packages, you know, and have him in there with Justin Reed and Brian Cook, but then Brian Cook goes down. Okay, Mike Edwards is in there for almost every snap, and then Mike Edwards goes down. So, like, okay, what, what are you going to do? And, yeah, for Shamari to step in there and do what he did, uh, he was the highest defensive ranked or defensive player graded in, uh, for pro football focus for the Chiefs in that game um, to play different spots, to have coverage, to play with physicality like he does. I mean, the, the Chiefs really have something going on right there where they've – I remember they drafted Shamari. They moved up to get him, and you're looking at these mock drafts. You're going, this guy, uh, sixth round, most of them, seventh round. Like, what are the Chiefs doing here? You know, kind of the first thing you're like, couldn't they got him later? Why are they trading up for him? And I I do think they have some – I think Steve Spagnuolo has earned the benefit of the doubt on these where he sees guys on film and says that's a that's a Steve Spagnuolo guy. That's a smart guy who plays with physicality, who can be good in the run game and be versatile on the back end. And, man, who's to question the Chiefs at this point? Because everything they touch in the secondary turns to gold, and we just saw the latest example of it Sunday with Shamari Connor and what he was able to do. Now, we don't know about Mike Edwards because he's still in concussion protocol. Willie Gay Jr. with the neck injury was a limited participant in practice, and then Joe Tooney uh, did not practice with his uh, pectoral strain. And so it feels like Willie Gay Jr. is trending to play, Mike Edwards is up in the air, and Tooney is trending not to play. Would you agree That's, with that? I would, I would, exactly what I would say on those three. Yes, agree. What? First of all, which, which, which backup do you think is, is most capable? What backup plan? do you have most confidence in amongst those three players? Well, 
I mean, if you're just talking backup, I think Allegretti, I would say for Tooney, the problem with that is like you're not taking into account the upside of Tooney, which is mm. an all-pro player. You know what I mean? And you're facing a Baltimore defense that's really good. And maybe the underrated storyline we haven't talked about as much is that these teams, last two teams that faced the Chiefs have not gotten much of a pass rush at all. <laughs> you know, that thing has just kind of been shut off. Um, Mahomes has been able to make plays because he's been able to be in the pocket and not really be harassed back there. Uh, but, you know, there were some positive signs. We broke down, you know, Brett Tavo, the, the great um, – you know, film breakdown guy that I do every week, uh, former offensive coordinator in high school. We broke down the film, and he made it a point to go and show an Allegretti run play where he went out there and just executed his job perfectly on one of the big long runs that the Chiefs had uh, after Tooney went out with his injury. So I think Allegretti is very capable. He just doesn't have the upside, obviously, of what Joe Tooney does, and to be able to just completely shut down a side that you've been trusting Tooney to do. Some of that, too, in the run game, you know, you run power and you pull your guard, and so many times that's Joe Tooney coming in the hole and just making the perfect play. So your, your upside is limited there, but I think they feel good about their backup. I, I think you'd rather have Shamari Connor be in his special team slash nickel slash safety role. So uh, you'd rather have Mike Edwards in there, I, I would say, out of, out of those guys. And Willie Gay is probably the biggest one of them all just because we saw what happened when he left last week's Bills game, and, and he's basically targeted to be the spy for Josh Allen, and you certainly are going to anticipate the Chiefs would use a spy on Lamar Jackson in this particular game, and he's got the speed to be able to play that role better than anybody else on the defense, and so uh, that would probably be the biggest loss. If he's, they're not able to get him back, but definitely encouraging for the Chiefs. He was able to practice some yesterday. So we've been having these conversations through the course of the week. I think Steven's getting a little annoyed with me uh, talking about how good this Ravens team is. As you look at them, I mean, what what do you see? How how how? Obviously, they've got the rankings that that say they're really good on on defense and the running game and all that. But how, how good is this Ravens team as you look at it? Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, you know, I could I could list the numbers we talk about. I I you know me, I quote DVOA almost every week. The the analytics measure that measures you play by play and how good you are, and you know. We've seen the tweets out there and the the stats out there. Like this is one of the best teams ever, based off of that metric, or at least at this point in the season, uh, to what they've been able to do. I, I think more than anything is the Chiefs have faced unbalanced teams so far. You know what I mean? They face teams that okay, Miami's offense is really good. What's up with their defense and how hurt are they? And, okay, we know Josh Allen's amazing, and and for. You know, most of the last game, they went blow for blow, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. I mean, back and forth, back and forth. But, like, okay, the defense is be able to be They got A.J. Klein in there. What are they doing on that end? This is different. You know what I mean? This is, okay, w- find a weakness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and f- find yeah. find a weakness. I, I mean, listen, guys, I, I we, we didn't know. Steven, you didn't ask me the prediction last week. I, I'd pick the Bills just like Garrick did. I'd pick the Bills to win last week. Even through that, my, my prediction, I said one advantage – I said the Chiefs have two advantages in a close game. They tackle better, and they have a better kicker. Like, their kicker is better than Tyler Bass. And it comes down to a small margin. Tyler Bass misses his. Harrison Bucker nails his. You know what I mean? So, um, it just you sort of struggled to find that in this game, right? Like, okay, uh, nope, Justin Tucker. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Defensively, oh, okay, well, they're the number one rated defense against the pass. Uh, all of a sudden, and they're healthy. They're healthier than the Chiefs coming into this game. And, oh, they can run the ball without Lamar. They can run the ball with Lamar. They can throw the ball with or without both of them. They get Mark Andrews back. They've got these receivers who are talented. And so um, it's just harder to, like, 
I think the Chiefs have done a great job scheming up things against the last two opponents, whether it was in their run game. Uh, I know you talked about the three tight end sets, Nate, in the locker room yesterday, which has been a big thing. I wrote about that this morning with the Chiefs. It's just more difficult in this one because it's harder to just at first glance look at the Ravens and say, what is this team's weakness? Now, on the flip side, what if you have a peak performance from a Hall of Fame quarterback, right. which is what the Chiefs got last week? <laughs> yeah. Then you have about a three-and-a-half-point thread because it, all of this good offense beats good defense, all this doesn't really matter if we see the same Patrick Mahomes as we saw last week. And if we see that again, it's going to be a classic game. It's going to be an amazing game coming down the stretch. What the numbers don't uh, account for uh, is, is the pressure, I think, that's going to be on Lamar Jackson. And not that there's no pressure on, on Mahomes and the Chiefs, but they've won a couple of championships. They've been to multiple Super Bowls. Um, I, I think they've been in spots like this. And I think the fact that they just went on the road and one helps them. But th- this is this is Lamar's year. This is the Ravens' year. Like they 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 need to capitalize on on the year that Joe Burrow's out. Uh, they need to capitalize on the year where Mahomes and Josh Allen canceled each other out in the divisional round and they had a chance to go up against a rookie quarterback. I mean, this is it for them. And I, we've been around enough in the past playoff teams or playoff games where things didn't go exactly the right way and you start to feel that pressure build in the crowd and and with the team. And I still feel like, yes, he was very good against the Texans last week. But what if he goes out and throws an early interception? What if the Chiefs take the ball first? They won't. I mean, if they if Baltimore, <laughs> yeah. if Baltimore wins a flip, you know, flip into first, and they drive right down the field, just puts any amount of pressure on the Ravens. That's that's something that can be real, you know, because Lamar and we talked to Adam Cap a little bit earlier. Lamar sometimes can put can press if things aren't going the right way. And we have seen, I mean, we've seen the Rams put up points against them. We talked to Mike DeCourse a little bit earlier, who's a, who's a Steelers guy, and the Steelers beat him 17-10 earlier in the season. Uh, I, I just, it's, I'm not ready to call them, who, who called them? What, they said they have a chance to be one of the greatest teams of Ross all time. Tucker. Some of the 85 Bears. Are they, can they be good without being the 85 Bears or the undefeated Dolphins, who he's comparing them to? I mean, I just, you know, they still have to do it before I, I anoint them kings of the NFL. And there, there is there is that chance where things maybe don't go. There's a stretch where they start to press a little bit. I don't know. It's, it's that, that's, we can't, we don't account for that. But the Chiefs, I think, nothing's going to get to them. They get down 10 nothing. Well, you know, so they get down in the game. They, we know they can come back from that. I agree with this very human aspect of it. This is a legacy game. For Lamar Jackson, you know sure what I mean? Is. Absolutely, and he knows it. He is, and he, he knows yeah. it. I mean, it was kind of funny. I, I liked his quote yesterday, where he said, "You know, what do you like about going up against Patrick Mahomes?" He said, "I don't like going up against Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, Jake. <laughs> right? Play it for Jesse. You know, he called for the clip. That's what we do for our guests." There's Lamar Jackson yesterday at his press conference. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but he's it, just, I believe he's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight, heavyweight matchup. That's, that's just what I see. You can sense it in that quote. He knows. You know what I mean? Sure. He knows. Now, the only counter I will have to this is – 
everything was. Gosh, what was what was the quote from the Royals? Uh, Rainbows and unicorns, or what was right. uh, you know? Last week for the Chiefs, everything was that offensively. You Peaches know what I mean? Roses. Peaches and roses. Yep. Um, milk and cookies. What was the Ned one? Did it, what's that one? No, that yeah, was that, uh, that Tony User tequila. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, from Mahomes last week. I mean, like everything. Do you think was it was going to be peaches and roses all year? No. There we go. That's exactly. Well, look at this. At the this touch, guy touch of a button is ready. He is in playoff form right now. Playoff here. Jake. Playoff Jake. Um, but things went well for the Chiefs last week. Again, Patrick Mahomes was not pressured. He was hitting guys. He was finding guys. He had a couple errant throws early, got back from those. But they faced five third downs all game. You know what I mean? Like, he was in peak focus, form, mode, finding guys, trusting guys, not turning it over. Um, I mean, the only thing I will caveat that with is, like, we've seen from him the same sorts of things you talk about, Stephen, which is, like, if things are starting to rattle around him a little bit and he presses, that's when things get really bad for the Chiefs. And we've seen that in games earlier this year. We saw it in the AFC Championship game a couple years ago against the Bengals. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. But I've always – see, I kind of think this one – you guys were talking about the 30-point discussion. I think if this is a blowout, I don't think the Chiefs win. You know what I mean? I think if this is a blowout, the Ravens win because they're the better team and they have been over the course of the season. I think what you're talking about, Stephen, is if this thing gets a little tight early, all of a sudden you've got people. I was just looking at the, the prices. Stuff of the cheapest price for a, to get into M&T Bank Stadium right now, $526. I mean, these fans are ready for this game, but you get, again, that nervous energy if things aren't going well early and you start to press a little bit. So it's possible from both teams here, but I definitely hear the human part of this, which is Lamar Jackson understands what's at stake here, and he knows there's a lot of pressure on him to deliver in this game in particular. Everything that we say goes back to the point of, but they got Mahomes. <laughs> that's that's a you whole. Know, I mean, I mean, that's and and I don't know how powerful what we've seen so far in his career is. That's about the only time that that hasn't been enough. Really, was the Bucks game. I mean, obviously the Bengals game. He didn't play great, you know. But that's about the only time he hasn't played great that I can think of in the postseason. Because um, the Bucks game, he played that might have been one of his best performances actually in, in a lot of ways. But. Um, I am going to be fascinated to see, like, you talk about the legacy for Lamar Jackson. I don't think there's nearly as much for Patrick Mahomes to gain or lose because of what he's already done. Mm -hmm. But if he goes out and puts up one of those Mahomes games against this Ravens team on the road against that Ravens defense, would that be the the greatest postseason performance that he's had to this point? It could be, and, and this is sort of what we were talking about earlier, where the Chiefs were so close to, like, if the Dolphins had won that last game of the regular season, they were so close to having this great path in the playoffs. And all of a sudden, it turned into this path where it's like, well, if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl here, they're going to have earned it, and it's going to be very memorable to have to go through the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Ravens. Uh, murderer's Row, literally, uh, when you're doing – going through that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, this is this can and will be a legacy game for him. I think it, uh, the, the point we're making is there's less pressure on Mahomes, and this is this is the 
part where we've seen him thrive. The underdog part is a real thing to him. I mean, you mm-hmm. saw him in the locker room. Hey, uh, they got what they wanted. You know, there were the snowballs pelting the the bus. Uh, there's kind of been some, made some mentions of things that they saw from Bills fans that were not that um, classy, if you will. Um, you know, he's even dodging snowballs on the way out of the stadium, uh, handing his gloves to some kids out there. So, yeah, I, you know, he is really good in these situations. But as far as legacy goes, I mean, man, yeah, like I said, I mean, this is not – this was not – sometimes the road opens up for you. Sometimes you take advantage of an easier pass. Sometimes the playoffs you face, some putt teams, teams lose in front of you, and, and, and you're able to kind of back in and, and teams still celebrate that too. This is not one of those years. So if Mahomes able to pull this off, then it's, it's going to really be something. By the way, his, Mahomes guy Bobby Stroop has been retweeting every single national pundit that's picking the Ravens to win the game. Like you know, you know what I mean. Like it's just like he's he's tallying up receipts. He knows that uh, Patrick Mahomes follows him on Twitter, so yeah. it's exact. I mean, it's a very it's a right? very direct and smart thing to do. Yeah. Like, oh hey, Patrick, um, while you're looking at your Twitter feed, I just wanted you to see this. It's, yeah. uh, Ravens going defense is going to eat them up. Gronkowski, I can't see the Ravens losing this game. Just like any other quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's <laughs> the one he's, last week where they ranked uh, quarterbacks this season left in the playoffs, and Mahomes ranked seventh on one of those. That idiot Jason McIntyre. Oh, my gosh. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> he's he's all clickbait. If You can't yeah. take anything that he says. That's right. But you can. Yeah, sure. but Bobby Stroop does. You can. It's yeah. a right to Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes. <laughs> but you can if you're Bobby Stroop and you have Patrick Mahomes following you on Twitter. You absolutely can. Yeah. Very intentional and smart. Dude, Mahomes is going to play out of his mind. Right? Like, it's, to me, the only question is, are his guys going to catch those balls? You know, are they like, going to block for are him? Are they going to block for him? Are they going to block for Pacheco? You know... I don't know if we're giving enough credit here to to the offensive staff, the game plan. I mean, I just remember writing the story after the Eagles Super Bowl. It's like they out-schemed the Eagles in so many ways when the Eagles had not been out-schemed before. And all of a sudden, you're looking up, and the Chiefs, again, I wrote the story today, they're running three tight ends out there for... 29 plays the last two games when they'd run it 80 plays all season. But again, I mean, what happened in that game? The Bills had five linebackers that were eligible to play, got one hurt during the game. So only have four linebackers. The Chiefs get big bodies out there, and the Bills say, well, we don't want to put these dudes off the practice squad in in the playoff game to stop the run. We'll just roll with our five and six secondary guys, mm-hmm. these tiny guys on the edge. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs are coming downhill, and, you know, Blake Bell's a really good blocker when he's blocking a guy that's 190 pounds. You know, when you got 60 pounds on a guy, that's you're good. You're rolling. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith can, can block pretty well when you, you pin and pull and you get him on the edge, and all of a sudden he sees a 180-pound cornerback coming at him. So, you know, part of this, I think part of this equation here is maybe week to week in the NFL it's tough to do this. You know what I mean? It's tough to just empty the chamber and just go crazy outside of what normally gets you somewhere. But right now it's like, who would you rather have put together an offensive game plan than Andy Reid? 
Who would you rather have a put together a defensive game plan than Steve Spagnuolo? Like, the Chiefs have a major advantage in that building right now. And that's not to say that the Ravens don't have a great coaching staff. They right. do. But it makes me wonder in these particular games how much that matters because this Chiefs offense we've seen the last two weeks we did not see all season. And part of that is the Chiefs looked at the weaknesses of the defense across them and said, we know we can exploit that, and then they went out and they did it. The Chiefs defense is really good. And that, you know, they're, they're, they're getting lost in the shuffle here because of all the attention being paid to the Ravens defense. Hey, the Ravens defense has played great. They haven't played anyone like Patrick Mahomes. We just looked at the up and down their schedule. They haven't really played a mobile quarterback that can beat you with his legs and they can get outside the pocket and create and make things happen. The only guy, uh, really, Deshaun Watson, and, and the Browns beat him 33-31 in that game. And so they haven't – they just – at least the Chiefs have faced Josh Allen twice. He's not the equivalent to Lamar Jackson as a runner, but that's what's that's the closest thing you can get, right? And that said, it makes me want to go back to the question you asked Nate earlier. Which one? What would you rather have, the lead in the defense on the field or, you know, Patrick Mahomes down, you know, with the ball? And, and you know, and ask Jesse that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. But but oh, like all thanks, year long, Nate. my answer all year long, my answer is the same. The defense. I was lying with Nate. You know, the perfect example in Germany. I felt great about that, and I think that's the first time I said, "Well, this year's different. This year's different because I want the defense on the field with the lead." But with that said, I, I think I would be on the opposite side this weekend. I think I'd rather I'd Jake rather Gutierrez. have the greatest quarterback of all time with his back against the wall and, and having to go win the game. I'd rather have that than this defense, even though this defense has been, I'll say it, great. I would rather have the second-best quarterback to ever play the position with a chip on his shoulder ready to do great things and, and, and submit his legacy. What do you say, Jesse? I don't. I think it's about the only time in the Mahomes era I would say the defense. Um, they obviously came through last week, and I know Allen missed out on a couple throws potentially on the second and third down. But in this particular game, I, I can't help but think what you talked about, Stephen, which is like there'd be so much pressure on Lamar that's going exactly out there. What I was thinking. Down. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, exactly you what I was thinking. through the TV. Oh right. my gosh! Can you imagine if the Ravens are down four points? Last possession, two minutes to go, two timeouts at their own 20. It would be overwhelming. And Lamar Jackson has to take the field in front of his home fans. I mean, the, 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 what separates is you, you want anything that leads to you having the lead with two minutes left, you should pick that. Because you've got the lead. There's so many variables. Mm-hmm. But just, okay, so the, I guess the only way to make it fair is if it's a tie game. Okay? If it's a tie game with two minutes, what would you rather see? The defense out there with a chance to get a stop, or what do you have more confidence in? The defense—you'd rather see the offense have it. I do. But think what it do you have more confidence in? A field goal or a touchdown? I think that makes a well, difference. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, because both would... these kickers are nails, right? I-, I will actually go back to the AFC Championship game last year, because um, I remember watching with my buddies when the Chiefs ended up deciding to punt the ball back to Joe Burrow and the Bengals at the very end of the game, and some of the guys. Um, that I was that I was hanging out with were like, man, I would rather have Mahomes go win the game, let him try to get a first down here, than give it back to Burrow because we've seen what Burrow can do to us. And I said, but not what's happening today. 
They're sacking Burrow. They're getting after him. They're bothering him. They, they, their pass rush has been too much for him, and they know he's got to throw. I actually trust the Chiefs' defense, and I can't believe I'm saying that. And that was last year's defense. Now, that was a different team. But this year's defense is better than last year's defense. And I also throw into it the fact that this this Bengals defense, or I'm sorry, this Ravens defense is the best one they will have faced all year long. Um, I, look, if the Chiefs are in this game and they're down four and Mahomes gets the ball and you ask me in the moment, what's your confidence? I'm going to be relatively confident. Not as confident as I've been the last few years, but I'll be pretty confident. It's Mahomes. You know, but I think it says a lot about where the defense is this year. And we've seen them like when they know the other team has to throw. That's the <laughs> you know that's the big part of it. And I know Lamar will still be a threat to run, but that threat is limited a little bit. If we're talking late game scenario, the clock becomes a factor and all that, and he's got to drop back and they know it. I think the Chiefs – I like the Chiefs' defense in that situation. The Chiefs' defense is so different when they make teams one-dimensional. Yeah. They made Tua one-dimensional. Um, and, and then, then they, they just went after him. And then they went after him. And so um, the Bills – you know, it was funny. And get down to the Bills – or the Chiefs' locker room after the Bills game, and Steve Tagnola's getting dressed, kind of walking through. And uh, a couple of us reporters you know, were talking to him as he walked out, and he goes, man, maybe I should retire before facing the Bills again. I mean, that's a, a big monumental challenge to try to stop a team that can run – and can pass, uh, especially with their quarterback. So that's the same sort of thing you're facing this week with the Chiefs. Uh, but like you said, uh, Nate, if, if this is the thing that they can get them to, if they can get them to third and long, then that's really where the Chiefs feast. Man, what a, what a game. What a game just on paper just to think about these two quarterbacks. And we've waited a long time for it. Yeah. Because it was supposed to happen a couple of times, and we've waited. To, so it's it's marinated. And and now you, I mean you feel like they're. I mean, how often are you going to get that matchup? Last year's MVP and this year's MVP, and it's never happened in the playoffs where MVP quarterbacks have faced under the age of thirty. Never. That's I mean it, what like we can't take that for granted. I mean as as attractive as the matchup was between Mahomes and Allen, this is more attractive. It's also like putting as many hurdles in front of Mahomes as possible. Right. Like here's the top ranked offense or the top ranked defense, a real MVP quarterback on the road, team that hasn't hosted an AFC championship in forever. Like every obstacle possible. And uh, here you go. Good luck. And by the same token, for, for Lamar finally to get to the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, you got to beat the final boss. Yep. You got to you got to beat the, you got to beat the man. This to is, be the man. This is Mike Tyson. You know, and I and I get it. They'll. I understand the football player's mentality and the championship mentality. They'll play whoever's in front of them. But you can't tell me that there were some players, some people in that organization watching that game between the Chiefs and the Bills were like, come on, Bills. Let's go Buffalo. Come on. Because, yeah, I mean, because if you want to – you heard Lamar Jackson just say it. Mm-hmm. You like going up against the host? No, I don't. <laughs> and that's why I like Lamar. He's not going to lie to you. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. You want that? No, you don't want that. Of course you don't. Why would you? Because the guy that's most likely to go into your place and beat you is Mahomes. Right? Dude, and, and he still has that. He has that psychological edge that we talked about back when Tyson was, was invincible. And, and you, you could see it in the Bills. They all know that there's that it's playoff pad over there, you know, and and that that affects the way teams make decisions. 
whether they go for it on fourth downs, whether they go for fake punts, things like that, that affects the way they make decisions in games. Uh, even and even if this year's Chiefs offense hasn't been as good as last year's Chiefs offense, you know the coaches are still going, yeah, but it's still Mahomes. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's a legit factor in the game. You know, Travis Kelsey talked about how he should buy McCall Hardman a car. I think, I think Sean McDermott might think about buying McCall Hardman a car because McCall Hardman might have saved his job because if they would have lost that game because of that fake punt, can you imagine what Buffalo's like if they would have lost by 10 or whatever, if that would have put the game away? If that, if, if the, the, the McCall Hardman fumble didn't erase that bizarre fake punt. Imagine like what the narrative would have been about Sean McDermott, right? That saved him a lot of grief. They still lost, but the McCall Hardman fumble saved Sean McDermott for having to answer all those questions after the game. They say they would have lost by ten. Now, wild. Okay, they had ten players on the field. Whatever. What, what what kind of fake punt was that? You thought the right guy to have the game in his hands was Demar Hamlin? Really? Well, McCall Hardman saved him from that. We will take a break. Back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio eight ten WHB. Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star is in studio with us. Jesse, the Chiefs made this offensive shift in the playoffs. Why did it work so well? That's good headlining, isn't it? It's good headlining. Retweet. He wrote about (laughs) it, Jake. Please elaborate. Would you? I will. Uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier. Nate actually talked to uh, Noel Gray a little bit earlier about it, which was the three tight end setup. Um, the Chiefs got some big bodies out there, and they're going against little bodies. And it helped their run game last week. Eight times they ran the ball out of 13 personnel, one running back, three tight ends, 80 yards for the Chiefs. Now, that included the Patrick Mahomes scramble, because if you remember, he faked the pass to Blake Bell and then went around him for 24 yards. But also had a 29-yard run with that setup, and... Um, it's once again, it's, it's really good not only for Blake Bell, who had his highest graded PFF game in two years, to step up and, and be a really good run blocker at the right time. And we talk about guys that have kind of rebuilt their narrative in the last game. I mean, MVS and Blake Bell are two of them where it's like these two guys really stepped up when the Chiefs needed them. But Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, whoever else in that building you want to throw in there, Joe Blameyer, uh David Girardi, I mean, those guys, game planning, looking at the opponent weaknesses, figuring out how you can maneuver that and best take advantage of that, um, all deserve to take a bow because uh, that was a really good offensive game plan for the Chiefs. They had their best offensive game at the very perfect time. So a lot goes into that, but uh, you know, sometimes diving into the numbers and what the teams are doing is kind of fascinating when you do. And uh, the Chiefs, by putting their big bodies out there and having them execute well, uh, that was a really big key against the Bills. Not all just playoff Mahomes, a lot of this behind-the-scenes stuff that should be appreciated as well. So what wrinkles do you expect from the offense this week, you can't do the same thing against this defense that you did against the Bills, and the Bills were down linebackers, and the Chiefs took advantage of that. And so, what? What? How? How, how can the Chiefs try to take advantage of? Uh, I was going to say any weak spots. There's no weak spots. That's the problem, right? I mean, I, I know Sam McDowell, my colleague of the Star, was talking about this, but you know, you can kind of break things down by. Deep passes left, deep passes middle, deep passes right, short passes left. Like you look at all those, okay, where is the Ravens' weak spot? All those nine sections, 
the Ravens are top ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is kind of the problem you face going into this. Is like, what can I tell you what their weakness is? Not right now. Now, maybe it's a little bit in the run game. Um, they haven't stopped that quite as well as they have the pass game. We know they have the number one rated pass defense there. So um, is this a game where the Chiefs can get creative? Again, I talked earlier about they went to a different scheme. Uh, maybe scheme's too, too drastic a word. A different plan against the Buffalo where they had a pin and pull, which basically, if you look at it, Buffalo's center was playing a shade, so he's right next to the center, kind of like op- lined up to one side or the other, which made it easier for the Chiefs to pin that guy in with one of their guards and get Creed Humphrey out on the outside. And we know Creed Humphrey's a great player, and some some of these runs have not gone well for the Chiefs on the outside because their tackle on the outside hasn't blocked well. Usually you're just kind of blocking your outside gap. Well, the Chiefs were able to get Creed Humphrey, who showed off his athleticism, his smarts, his ability to play in space, and got him out in front of these outside runs, and they went for long distances. So I don't know what the Chiefs will pull out of their Rolodex for this particular game against the Ravens, but like I said, I mean, at this point in the playoffs, I'm not sure I would trust a coaching staff more than what we've seen from the Chiefs this last two weeks because we've seen very good game plans from them and them able to take advantage of the bad parts of other teams to really get some big explosive offensive plays. Gosh, I feel like first and second down are going to be so important in this game for both teams, you know, because if that's the Chiefs did such a good job against the Bills of not getting themselves in a lot of third and long situations. Almost none, yeah. I, I just don't want to see them third and long against this Ravens defense, so I just wonder, you know, are they going to be able to have some of that success? You, you mentioned the running game for the Ravens maybe isn't quite as good. They've got to be able to run the ball on first down a little bit in this game, don't they? Yeah, and, I mean, it goes back to Pacheco, too. He's on the injury report, but, you know, he's did, gonna be did fine, practice, right? he'll be fine. I mean, we say he's going to be fine. What you don't want, we know who Pacheco is, man. Like, he is just no holds barred. Leaving everything out there, you know, turning a four yard gain to an eight yard gain, just like he did on that last drive, you just don't want that limited in any way because that takes who, away who he is. You know what I mean? So uh, you hope if you're a Chiefs fan that the toe and the ankle thing does not limit that part of him, which is just the fury aggressiveness that makes him the runner he is and that motivates uh, the heck out of his teammates when they're blocking for him as well. So we'll see in that game. But yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have shown some success lately in being able to do this and run downhill against teams. And so if that's able to happen, and again, you get five, six, seven yards on first down, and heck, the occasional 29 like they did last week, then all of a sudden you're looking a whole lot better in the offensive game plan than if you just have to go back and throw it every single time. All right, Jake says break, and when he says break, you know I break immediately. Back after this on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. All right, Jesse Newell, uh, what's your prediction for the NFC Championship game? The 49ers are favored by seven over the Lions. I hope the Lions win, but I don't think they will. So I will uh, I will go Niners in that one. They cover? And I, I'll say they do. Uh, it's, it's one of those, I feel like, most of us in the public are like, oh, my gosh, surely the team is going to keep it closer because we've seen them be really good the last two weeks, and a lot of times it doesn't turn out that way. By the way, Stephen, did you see Billy Joel announced that he's going to have his first solo single in 17 years? Oh, really? Coming up? I just wanted to alert you. As That's a exciting. Fellow, as a fellow well, Billy I, Joel I think guy. you should listen to Billy Joel on this game. Easy money. Plus seven? <laughs> you like it that much, huh? Easy money. Easy money. Easy All right. money. 
Oh, they used to announce Billy Joel and Sting together one night only in Las Vegas. I'm sorry, I totally got you off topic. This is this is I bad. Had to this, yeah, no, I didn't mean to do I'm that. never off topic. Yeah, no. Billy Joel, I did, love it. Didn't mean to do that. You so you you're that. You think that you you're that in love with Lions and Seven? I am, I am, but I think it has more to do with with how exposed I feel they were last weekend in that secondary and how they looked against Jordan Love and the weapons that that the Lions have. I think. Man, I, I wouldn't call for a, a Lions win, but I think Lions keep it within a touchdown. See, that's the that's the that's what I hear. The Lions still seven though. All right, all right. What about uh, where are you leaning right now with Chiefs and Ravens? Is it still three and a half? Has it moved at all? Ravens are still favored by three and a half. I like that. I picked the Bills last week. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Mahomes, <laughs> and at the end I realized it was a mistake. So um, official word will not be out until this weekend, but I don't think I'm picking against Mahomes. That's right. Still three and a half, and Chiefs are plus 160. There's a lot more going against him this week, but I just – you hear me repeat this all the time. Good offense beats good defense. An amazing Hall of Fame quarterback play beats about everything. It's the trump card, and the Chiefs have the trump card. Did Kelsey look like he got his legs back, a little bit more juice? I'm telling you, he sat out week 18. Sam McDowell McDowell asked him last week, said, hey, do you feel better because of that? And he said, I actually feel better this week because I sat out the week 18 game. I th- it was it was funny. Some uh, Another interview I did, uh, they asked me, like, well, Kelsey doesn't look like himself. I go, well, I thought he looked really fresh and spry lately because I do think that rest helped him. And I remember talking on your guys' show, I was like, could this be the best formula for the Chiefs is getting to a week 18 game where they had nothing to play for and they could just rest guys? And Potentially, it was. They got themselves a little bit of a boost without having to fake their way to care about that Week 18 game against the Chargers. And so I do think Kelsey has looked a lot better um, after being able to just sit out and rest his body and making a wise decision there. Nate? Yeah, I, I fully agree. And, and I, we, it's funny that we had that debate about whether or not he was going to do it, whether or not he should do it. And he made the right choice. I don't think there's any question about it. And that's where it's – I look at – I mean, Mahomes is the biggest factor. But Mahomes, Kelsey, Jones. You know, you just wonder if all three of those guys aren't able to step up a level and be special in the game. Because I think they're still the three most special players involved in the game if they're playing at their – like peak of what they've been as players and like do they have that in them and then that all of a sudden i think that changes the calculus of the game i think that's one of the things that's tough about measuring the stats of the regular season of the ravens and the chiefs against one another because i just don't think we saw the best of the chiefs in the regular season i was reading aaron shots um fdn fantasy he's the one that's a dvoa measure and he was doing the playoff preview of this particular game and um I mean, I, I think we all have to appreciate what we're watching here, guys, because yeah. what he's comparing it to is he said the, the odds makers never knew how to deal with playoff LeBron. Yeah. Because it could be bad in the regular season, <laughs> but then playoff LeBron stepped up, and he was different, and his team was different. Right now you're watching playoff Mahomes. So what's going to happen Sunday? We don't know. But, man, we might be seeing something that is historic when it comes to watching sports, whether it's NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever it is. 
what we might be seeing is something that is truly, truly special. Jake, Jake lied to us. Uh, Baltimore is favored by four now. A little movement there. Ooh, I got, I got the like official that. line here. Forty-four and a half is the over under. More money going on the Ravens. What, what do you like there? Forty-four and a half over or under? Uh, might be some rain, a little bit of wind, but I would actually go over. <laughs> Jesse Newell with a backhand to Jake Gutierrez right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. <laughs>